Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. I'm Dr. Jay Calvert, and I am here once again in the 90210 with my associate and amazing co-host, Dr. Millicent Ravello. Good evening. You didn't mention how glittery and sparkly... I am. I did notice that you're glittery. <laughs> did you bump into a pixie or did you... I did something. I, I'm hit, a, hit a unicorn or something? glitter. I don't know what I stepped in, but... You're very sparkly. I'm very sparkly today. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that. I was, it's very, very sparkly. Good thing that you're sparkling because I think this is something you probably do more than I do uh, that we're going to talk about today, which is removal of breast implants without replacement. Yes. And what the options are. Yes. So we definitely see this. So this is patients that have had implants in for anywhere from two to 30, 40 years. And for whatever reason, they've decided they want to remove their implants and they do not want to replace them. And so for whatever reason, they just, they're sick of their implants. And most people come and they say, what happens if I don't replace my implants? What are my breasts going to look like? And that can run a whole range of outcomes, and it really depends on what kind of breast they have remaining. It's true. It can be very variable. Very variable. And so let's start. So when you have implants in for any length of time, it's going to stretch the skin out to any amount because it's, that's what it does. It's an implant. It stretches the skin. When you very quickly remove that implant, you are now left with extra skin. So even if before, when you had the implants, it didn't look like you had extra skin or that your nipple was sitting in a lower position than it should. Once that implant comes out, you will notice that you have extra skin, that the nipple is sitting lower than you would want it to sit, and you're probably going to need some kind of lift. The one patient population that I have where I highly recommend against removal and not replacing is the thin patient with very little breast tissue. Oh, yeah. No, that's a disaster. That is a disaster. Yep. If that patient who had very little breast tissue to start out with still has very little breast tissue, if they remove their implant, even if they do a lift, if they remove their implant and don't replace it, they will have a very deformed looking breast. The skin which is so thin, it's basically just going to crinkle in and stick to the chest wall and leave a very unesthetic looking breast, if it even resembles a breast. Now, if someone has fairly large breasts to start, maybe they were a C, D cup, they still have a decent amount of breast tissue. If you just remove the implant and don't do anything to the breast, they may have a droopy breast, the nipple may sit lower, but it'll just look like a deflated natural breast. It won't be this scarred in disaster. Right. And interestingly, part of my approach to this is that I try to find the patient that I can just say, I'm just going to take them out. And then if we need to do a lift or we need to do anything, I mean, some, you know, you have to do it. Right. Like it's just already like, yeah. forget it. But there are some patients that I see that I just say, I can just take out the implants and see how and you do. Let the breast shrink back to what it yeah. was. And many times, it's, that's exactly what happens. And sometimes you can get away with that because the skin yeah. will shrink back over time. It's just those very thin patients where when it does shrink over time, it shrinks and it sticks to the chest wall. And then it's a disaster. Yeah, that makes it really yeah. hard. But if you have decent breast tissue and a decent amount of skin tone and elasticity remaining, sometimes you can get away with just removing it. Sometimes. How long do you leave the drains in? Because you're going to need drains. When yeah. you take out an implant and try to close down the space, you can't do a, you know, a 
quilting suture inside. You have to drain these. You have to drain them. Well, usually a couple of weeks, two weeks maybe on average. Yeah, I mean, it takes. I was going to say it takes a lot longer than if I yeah. put drains in, say, for a mastopexy. I might leave them in for a day or two. They they yeah. slow down pretty quick. But these, you need drains. You need drains. The, and the reason you need the drains is because anytime you create trauma in the breast or in the, any kind of tissues, the body's natural response is to produce fluid. Yep. Um, and when there's sort of this big empty space left behind after removal of the implant, fluid's going to accumulate more readily. So that's what the drains are for. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's definitely a bit of a test. You know, it's a tricky operation yeah. because you need to assess every patient individually there's no there's no like one way to do this you know there's a lot of you know opportunity for problems there's a lot of opportunity for it to not look good when it's over and you want to look really nice no i agree um and i think it is tricky it is tricky to know which patient is going to do well without a lift um and which ones won't i would say it's probably on the order of like 40 60 30 70 something like that yeah that go on like 60 to 70 percent are going to need a lift yeah no i agree with you i mean it's it it's pretty frequent that i'm doing yeah and, and it's a real lift it's at least a vertical if not a wise pattern. oh yeah yeah so anchor scar you can't do periareolars for this. no you're going to have an incision on the breast yeah you need a real vertical yeah. scar and that's because you're taking in the lateral tissue to project the breast so you you know these are things that we do all the time but patients don't love scars down their breast they don't love they the really wise don't. pattern they don't no. love a vertical you know, the lollipop scar, as it's right. known. So, you know, you just have to kind of get used to the idea that if you are going to get a lift, that there will be scars there in the breast. There will be scars. And you got to take care of yep. those scars. And we sort of mentioned this with our mastopexy breast lift podcast, but if your surgeon's recommending that you have a mastopexy with scars, then you probably need one. And yeah. to try and cut corners and say, no, I'm going to try and not do that. I don't want to have a scar on my breast. That's when you have problems. And actually, I, I, now that you mention it, I'm thinking of this exact patient who was in that category of, you know, very small breasted women. She had very large implants in and her surgeon told her, if I take these out, you're either going to need a lift or you're going to need to have them replaced. You can't just take them out. She didn't want to have any scars on her breast. So she went to another surgeon who just took them out and said, well, let's see what your skin will do. And three months later, she was a breast cripple. And she's now on like her sixth or seventh round of revision breast surgery, trying to do something with her breast to make them look anything natural. It's all because she didn't want to have, you know, what what she needed, which was either a lift or a replacement of her implant. So are you now taking care of her? Yeah, I'm I'm (laughs) I'm going to do surgery number eight now. (laughs) That's what happened. And they find somebody who's going to have to fix it all. Yeah, I get a lot of those too. Um, but you know, it's part of the deal. You got to be able to, you got to make something out of it for sure. So what are yeah. you doing for that? So in that particular patient, we she wants to be a little bit smaller because she kept getting bigger and bigger, bigger implants again to try and like fill out this scarred up skin envelope. So she's going to get a combination of implant replacement. We're going to do some uh, excision of some of the scar that she has on the inside. We're going to do a combination of fat grafting. Mm. We're going to do a whole lot. Kind of throw the kitchen sink at this one. That's what you got to do. You got to give it everything you got because it's to to have it turn out is really hard, especially when you're at that point. You know, now it's like you kind of screwed the pooch and you got to. Yeah. Yeah. You're really building from scratch. So let's talk about 
fat grafting, since I just mentioned it. Yeah, fat grafting uh, is a key part of this. Fat grafting, I think, I whoever really, I mean, I know who invented fat grafting, but literally, whoever invented fat grafting, it's just amazing. Like, the whole concept is so cool. Yeah. It just treats so many things and is just such a great addition to what we can do as plastic surgeons. So, fat, well, especially for breasts. Especially for breasts. Fat grafting is when you harvest some of your own fat through liposuction from anywhere you want and then we wash it and inject it right back into your breast or face or wherever we're putting uh putting the fat and it's a great way to give a sort of natural fullness to the breast right i'm not gonna say augmentation because in no way shape or form is going to give you an augmented look like your implant did right but it will restore fullness to the breast. Particularly, I like to put it in the top part of the breast. We call it the superior pole. That is the part of the breast that with age and with time and with prolonged implant usage gets very thin and very flattened out. And it's also the part that people see the most when you're wearing shirts or clothes or you know with cleavage or whatever. So I like to really add fat throughout the breast and sort of concentrate it on the upper pole. Yeah, I, I do the same. And uh, I think... There's like a YouTube video out there uh, that I did where um, a patient had me take out her implants and fat graft, and you can actually watch the whole process. Oh, cool. Um, I don't know if it's on my channel, though. Maybe I should figure out how I could get that over to our YouTube channel, because it does have the whole process of fat grafting, and it's useful, because you can really see, you know, you suction out the fat, and then how you put it into the breast, and, you know, I, I like to put it in mostly into the breast while the implant's still in. Yes. Before I take it out, because it makes it easier. <laughs> it makes it a lot easier to sort of have that volume. And that's the other thing, too, with fat. And this applies to if you're putting fat in the butt for a butt lift, or if you're putting fat into the breast for a volume enhancement, you have to have a nice skin envelope, a nice tight skin envelope to start with. Otherwise, you're never going to see the fullness of the fat. It's just going to sort of melt into whatever loosey-goosey skin envelope you have left. So this is why it's a good adjuvant for patients that are also getting a lift because you're taking out some skin, you're tightening up the breast. That's when the fat will really show through and be able to be seen as a fullness. Yeah, and it works. I mean, you can get a decent amount of volume. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I think... Yeah, you know, three hundred to four hundred cc's of fat in each breast is not unusual. That that's a decent that's a decent amount of fat. Well, you I've also have it. to be able to have you also have to have that much fat to give. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Southern California. Yeah, not all of my fat patients fat. don't have that much fat. To but give. I I would be happy to donate. So um, if so anybody's generous. looking for donate, I'm <laughs> I'm here for you. You know, but uh, yeah, you cannot donate. People always ask. That. Always ask. They always ask. <laughs> can I can I donate my fat for somebody? Yeah. I'm like, mm, no, not yet. Nope. It's not quite. But the there. day they they you can we can figure out how to donate fat. Yeah, I get it. Line around the door. Oh yeah, of yeah. course. Who wouldn't want to donate? It's like yeah. a chip shot. <laughs> so yeah, those are the things, the considerations when you're removing implants and not uh, not putting in new ones. Um, you got to consider whether there's a lift or not, whether you are going to fat graft or not, and how you're going to manage the skin envelope. Um, to, to make the, the breast look nice after because we want it to look beautiful afterwards. We yes. want it to be, you know, yeah. that is when people are looking for natural results. That is the natural <laughs> breast. That's sort so of. Key. Sort of. Sort of. Oh, yeah, because there's going to be scars. And we're going to lift and make it pretty. Fat, yeah. But, the, but the, the difference is that there is no implant, so you're not going to have that, you know, that augmented look even if you do put a ton of fat in. There's it no just way. doesn't work. It doesn't work that way at all. No, implants are very different than, than a natural breast. Yeah. Cool. 
Any other points that you want like to make, Dr. Ravello? Do we hit the highlights? What's the cost? We didn't talk about cost. What do we charge for this? <sighs> depends on how much work we do. So, That's right. Depends you know, whether there's a lift. Yeah. Depends whether there's fat grafting. It depends if there's a capsulectomy. I mean, it can run the gamut. If you, if we are literally just taking the implants out, like making an incision, taking them out, sticking in a drain, closing it, I mean, that would be a fairly simple procedure. You're looking at maybe, in my practice, maybe $8,000 or so. All right. I'd probably charge twelve for that. Yeah. If you're starting to... Talk about adding on a lift with fat grafting. Now you're getting, for my practice, probably in the 12,000 range. Yep. Um, and now if you're, if you're talking about a capsulectomy because you have capsular contracture, now you're looking upwards in the 18,000 range. Yeah. That's about it. I mean, um, mine go a little bit higher than those just because of the my gray hair. Yeah. But, uh, it's the gray hair yeah. upcharge. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's part it's, of the deal. It's part it of the deal. Yeah. Uh, you know, don't. There's no way I can, I can, you want to test the, yeah. you know, if you want to test the waters with somebody who just came out, you want people like us, it's going to cost money, you know, and that's the thing is, you know, you have in a very, uh, you know, not, not in a short period of time because you've been out of residency for a long time now, but the, you have a huge experience in this. I like do a you lot. have a crazy <laughs> amount of experience. I do a lot of surgery. You know, that's what I've seen is that like, you know, when you get identified as like the breast person in your realm it just gets loaded onto you and that's what's yeah. ha- i mean i've seen it with you yeah when I mean, you started you were like you know doing everything a lot of this but now it's like anytime i call you it's like yeah oh, what are you doing today oh, i got like three breast operations <laughs> like this one's worse than this and then this one's worse and then this one's a nightmare and i'm like yeah that's that you, you that asked for that i do <laughs> i like i thought i'm like oh this breast i have today and then it's too really inside i'm like i'm so excited i can't wait to do it yeah, right. <laughs> i love they're it they're, they're gonna be so hard it's gonna be so hard i love it but you have to you know you want you want to be challenged that's for sure yeah well cool well dr Ravello, i guess we're towards the end of this uh podcast and i just uh once again do thank the listeners for, for thank you in. listeners that's right send us your questions send us any comments we're um you know we're definitely available if you have ideas you'd like us to cover for podcasts you know direct message us on our instagram or uh go to our websites uh which are on the apple Podcasts and google Podcasts. you can find in the description but dr ravello's website is ravelloplasticsurgery.com and i have a brandy new website <laughs> drcalvert.com d-r-c-a-l-v-e-r-t.com that is up and running and i'm digging it it's pretty sweet it's a beast of a website it is huge it is like it, it's like got more <laughs> pages and i i can't i haven't even gotten through it yet i don't know how you didn't break the internet with that one it's a big one it's huge i mean that and we haven't even put the the shop on it yet so rock spa is going to have a shop on there and i've got this uh little product that i'm working with this company on that i i'm not ready to present just yet but some cool stuff stay coming. tuned that's right So anyway, this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is brought to you by Rock Spa. This is MediSpa, located both in Beverly Hills and Newport Beach, providing services such as Botox, fillers, lasers, and all therapy, as well as hydrofacials and all the aesthetic products you could possibly need. It's run by the medical director, me, Dr. Jay Calvert. Rock Spa Beverly Hills is located at 120 South Spalding Drive in Suite 340, Beverly Hills, 90212. The phone number there is 310-777-0496. 
and Rockspawn Newport Beach is located at 1617 West Cliff Drive, Newport Beach, California, 92660. The phone number there is 949-640-1111. You can go to their respective websites, rockspawnewportbeach.com or rockspawbeverlyhills.com. Rockspaw was created to help my patients maintain their aesthetic beauty in between whatever operations they have throughout their lives. It's something that allows patients to come in, get their facials, skin treatments, take care of all the Botox fillers and lasers that they need to keep up their beauty. And if they've invested in any of the aesthetic operations I perform, it's the way to maintain those operations. If you mention this podcast, you will get the member's pricing for your hydrofacial. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is the way that Dr. Ravello and I talk about the issues that are important to us in plastic surgery. But there's nothing better than getting to take care of our patients and do plastic surgery. Our practices are located in Beverly Hills, and I also have a satellite office in Newport Beach. You can learn about my practice at drcalvert.com, and you can reach my office by calling 310-777-8800, and that will get you an appointment either in Beverly Hills or at the Newport Beach office. My practice is located in Beverly Hills. Our office phone number is 310-954-1355. You can also contact us directly through the website, which is rovelloplasticsurgery.com. We look forward to seeing you in the office for some aesthetic tune-ups.